Welcome to the Connected Podcast. This is Hannah, Simon, and Lydia. We're three friends from the UK and beyond discussing how the Bible connects to life as a teen today. Stick around for banter, Bible talk, topics you want to hear about, and people you can relate to, plus plenty of random shenanigans. Really, though, we want you to be equipped with biblical truth and boldness to go out into the world and to be grounded in your faith. Now, Daryl, if you remember that distant friend of ours, is away again. He's building sandcastles this time in the deserts of the Middle East, but you can definitely find him on our socials to say hello. And Hi, Daryl. appreciate that. Hi, Daryl. Hey, boss. <laughs> Now, if it's possible, since this is a Friday and this is a Bible study episode specifically, go ahead and open up your Bible or bring up your Bible app on your phone to James chapter 1, and we're going to be starting with verse 19. You can follow along with us while we read out the passage and ask the different questions, and you can even write some of your own observations in your notes app or in a journal. Now, as you're turning there, we will let you know that we had a lot of debate on what we should call this episode this week. Hot topic. It was. It was. We had mirror, mirror, and then we were trying to figure out if we should add that on to something. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the holiest of them all? <laughs> <laughs> or I thought. Because as we'll see, the mirror is the Bible. Mirror, mirror in my hand. Please make me into a righteous man. <laughs> Which just... Yeah, it's very... To be fair, that's very spiritual. Like, that's yeah, very that's very, I know. I think that like makes you sound like you're homeschooled or something. Or... I wasn't homeschooled. I, you know, I wasn't, true. I promise. Uh, Hannah, sorry to break it to you. No. You were the only properly homeschooled person. The no. only one. I actually feel no shame about that. I yeah. Side note, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're homeschooled, we love you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no shame yeah. on homeschoolers. There's no shame at all. I, I married a homeschooler, and she's very good. bright. Aww. I make your food, so yeah. <laughs> she can cook and clean. That's so the that's, only important all, thing. When you're terrible. looking you're, to get married, make sure your spouse can make you food. This is true. Okay, let's get. So we've yeah. we've gone way off topic on even on, what huh? we were gonna title it. Obviously, we just had too much debate that we too just much. stuck with mirror mirror. But you can help us discover if there have any better options for a title. Let us know. Yeah, definitely. Social media. So the first thing that we're going to try and do every week is what does it say? Which is our observe those three observation questions that we've been looking at to help us kind of know and tackle how to study the Bible. And every week we're also going to have an observation tip of the week. So hand it over to Lydia for this week's observation tip. This week's observation tip of the week is that as you read the passage and as you're looking at what does it say, underline any words or phrases that you don't understand. It's okay to not understand everything you're reading. That's actually a good thing because then it gives you more things to jump into and to study. And also, underline any transitional words or phrases. Words like, but, therefore, for, because, so that all of those words can help us figure out what the Bible is actually saying. There's our observation tip of the week. So we hope you enjoyed that observation and tip of the week and take advantage of it. Feel free to get nicely colored pens or highlighters, um, but make sure your parents don't have any um, quibbles with you writing in your Bible because we know some, some would. So this make sure true. you're not doing anything they wouldn't want you to do in that sense. 
But let's go ahead and read the passage for ourselves. So we're starting with verse 19 of James chapter 1. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And we read that out of the English Standard Version, or the ESV. So there are a number of good questions to ask when you go through what does it say, or this initial just observation part of the Bible study. If we thought back to our plain kind of illustration, we're still way up high. We're not going into what does anything mean yet. We're just looking at what does it say. Now, you don't have to ask all these questions every single time you study the Bible, and really not all of them are even going to have an answer or be relevant to every passage you study. They're kind of more just here to help you think through what is a passage saying, because they're not all like last week's episode with James chapter one, and we were just looking at one verse, <laughs> which was pretty easy. So we're going to go through a few of these questions now, um, but you can check our social media pages for a whole list or even come up with some of your own that might be helpful to you. So I will go through these questions here and Simon and Lydia are going to help us answer them. So first question is, who is the author? That's a good one to remember. I believe it is the man named James. <laughs> yes. So if you remember when we looked at James chapter one, we saw that the author of this book is indeed James. Number two, who is the audience? Who is James talking to? The audience is the Jewish Christians who were scattered abroad. Very good. Again, something from last time's episode on the Bible, uh, looking at who he was talking to. Uh, all right. What does this passage specifically say about God's word? And remember, we're not looking at what does it mean. We're just looking at what is it saying? Yeah. So one thing it does say is that it says that we are blessed by obeying it. Uh, it also says that we are that God's word is able to save your souls. Or uh, Third, it calls God. God's word, the implanted, engrafted, or planted in you, okay, depending on what version of um, the Bible you're reading from there. So, talks about how God's word is implanted, engrafted, or planted in you, speaking to the Christians. And it's also called the law of liberty. So, a few interesting things there. Which we will look into more detail here in just a bit. But again, we're just doing observation here, so don't get stressed about what does it mean yet. Don't get stressed at all. Uh, but next question, what does it say about man? It, does it say anything about humans um, or or in general in this passage? 
Yeah, it says that the anger of man does not produce God's righteousness. And I'll just put in a wee, a wee note here as well. It's talking about men and women. Um, this is one of those passages that's not just talking about the boys. So um, the anger of women also does not produce the righteousness of God. But a lot of times when it says man, it's talking about mankind, humankind. Um, and it also talks about our sinful nature that... Um, generally naturally we are quick to hear and we are quick to speak and we are quick to anger all right next question does this passage give us any commands that we are to obey so does it tell us do this in any way yeah so and these might be little words you could underline as we were talking about earlier so the first thing it says be quick to hear um slow to speak and slow to anger so those are things we should be and then it says put away all uh filthiness and wickedness Ooh, that sounds harsh third receive nor keyword there with meekness god's word and fourthly be doers of the word and not just hearers Excellent. Another question we can ask ourselves in this observation stage is, are there any promises that this passage tells us to hold on to or encourages us with? Yeah, it says that those who obey the law of liberty will be blessed. That's a promise from God. And it also says that God's word is able to save our souls. It's another promise. Excellent. And we'll hopefully dive into a bit more about what those promises mean here. Um, but still an observation, just a couple more questions here to help us think it through. Are there any repeating words or phrases? That's always an important question to ask because that usually means that the author wanted us to pay attention to something there. So Simon, are there any repeating words or phrases here? Yeah, there's a few. Um, anger is one that pops up um, a couple of times. Uh, the word Okay, referring, of course, to the Bible. God's word uh, is obviously referenced a lot here. And lots of receiving, okay, so the word to receiving uh, words, listening, receiving, hearing, those kinds of uh, phrases are repeated. And the last question is one that neither Simon or Lydia can answer. It is for you. So the last question is, is there anything else that sticks out to you? Now, we all have our own things that we would have written down here, but we want to feel, uh, we want you to be thinking through this passage as well. So feel free to take some time at this moment and pause it and write down your own observations. And then join us again as we head into the second question which is, what does it mean? So we are looking at question number two on what does it mean for this passage in James chapter one, verses 19 to 25. We just looked at observation and what is it saying, a general overview. Now let's dive in and say, what is this even talking about? So full disclosure, as we were planning this episode, at least half of us thought that this meant something completely different than what it does. We had a whole outline written and everything. Um, but then when we went through the observation questions, uh, we noticed that it doesn't actually mean what we thought it meant. Um, so we had always thought that this was talking about uh, in relationships and in life, we should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Now, that's not like wrong per se, inherently wrong in, in your relationships. You should be quick to listen. You should be slow to speak. 
that doesn't mean that you have to stay mute, but you know, like not, not quick to like just be talking all the time, like listening to people, actually hearing what they have to say. Um, and slow to anger. It's not good for us to be angry all the time um, or to be quickly angered about different things. Those are all good principles to have. But um, that's not the original meaning of what these verses are actually even talking about. And this is a classic example of reading um, verses in the Bible and taking it out of context or reading it and taking a meaning that we think it means without actually looking at what the author initially meant for it or what he was trying to say. So Simon, can you tell us a wee bit about what was James actually saying in these verses if he wasn't telling us to just not be angry with each other? Yeah, so um, this these are verses obviously that uh, people have taken out of context with us, including ourselves, as we discovered when we first sat down. So when before, when we were first studying this out in preparation uh, for this episode today, we separated the verses um, instead of looking at them as a whole, okay? So we were just looking at those verses individually instead of looking at them in the context of this passage. But when we began to study it and when we looked at the context, we saw that God's word is the main theme here. Uh, and we saw that really James is telling his audience and he's telling you and I today as we read it today to be quick to listen to God's word. Uh, and so the difference is not just to be quick to listen in general but specifically to be quick to listen to God's word and then to be slow to speak about God's word and to be slow in anger or resentment when you hear what God's word is really saying to you so that's really important understanding that this is focusing uh, on God's word this is the point that James is making why is this important Because when you're angry or resentful over God's word, you're not receiving it uh, humbly. You're not receiving it with humility. And when you don't receive God's word with humility, it does not produce the righteousness of God in you. And then James takes it even further. He says, not only are we to receive God's word humbly, being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to be angry about it. But he says, then we are to do it. And he brings up this illustration about looking in a mirror. Now, I'm sure all of us have had one of those embarrassing moments when you go to school or work or whatever, and you walk into the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you notice that something is horribly wrong. Like you have a piece of spinach stuck in your teeth or girls, maybe you've done this. I know I have. You've only put mascara on one eye. Um, or you put your shirt on inside out or true story. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's unfortunate. We're like blush on only one side of your face. It's not a good look. Um, one time I went to school with one white trainer and one bright purple trainer. I'm still confused how you did that. Like <laughs> To be I, fair, I, I did that once, but it wasn't the color thing. Like I, I went with two different trainers, but to be fair to me, they were both white. so yeah come on Lydia like a white and a purple come on it's disgraceful it was rough it was a rough morning I'll just say that um but imagine like going into the bathroom and seeing that atrocity I couldn't really fix my trainers because I didn't have you know both in school so I had to walk around like that the rest of the day but things like spinach in your teeth or whatever you see it and then you don't fix it. You just walk right back out to your friend or even worse, like go talk to your crush with a big piece of spinach stuck in your teeth. Like nobody would 
do that, right? And that is what James is saying here. He's saying, if you read God's word and don't do it, it's like you look in a mirror and it doesn't affect you. You don't change anything about it. And something really interesting here that I learned not too long ago is if you think back again at the historical context of this, back with the people who would have very first read this passage of scripture, mirrors weren't really a common thing for them. And if they did have a mirror, it would have been nothing like the mirrors we have today. It would have been like just a piece of metal. Now, I'm sure you've seen your reflection in a piece of metal. It's not very clear. Or maybe they would have seen their reflection in water or something. But it wouldn't be uncommon back then for people to not really know what they looked like themselves, which is crazy for us today because we always are looking in mirrors or taking selfies or looking at photos of ourselves. They wouldn't have had any of that. So it would have been likely and common for people back then to go and look at a mirror, a piece of metal, and not see themselves very well at all, and then walk away and forget what they look like. They wouldn't have been able to recognize themselves, which is fascinating for us. It's so different than what we have today. Um, But in that way, he's saying that when we look in the mirror, which is God's word, and we leave God's word, and we walk away, and we don't do what it says, then that's like what we're doing. Like we're looking in a mirror, seeing spinach in our teeth and then walking away without without fixing it. Um, God's word is supposed to affect our lives. We're not just supposed to listen to it, but we're also supposed to do it as well. So that really kind of covers what this passage is talking about. What does it mean? Um, hopefully we've kind of looked at some of the different phrases and things that we saw in the observation and really Um, explain that. But if there's anything that you'd like to know more, please let us know. Um, Send us a wee message and we'd love to, not that we know the answers to everything, but we'd love to study it and see what we can um, help you find out. But let's move on to our third question when we look at studying the Bible. So we've done, what does it say? What does it mean? And then the last one is again, the application. What is God saying to me? What is God saying to us as Christians? Um, or as readers of his word. So maybe the first thing um, when you hear this and think about what this passage is telling us about God's word and think, wow, this is just overwhelming. (laughs) Like, I don't read God's words, um, at least not very often, or maybe you've never read the Bible before. um, And I don't always know what I should do or feel like it's affected me in some way. I know that that's something I've really struggled with as a Christian, reading God's word and then coming away and just thinking, right, that was good, but I don't really know what to do with this. <laughs> like, Same here. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. I think we can all say that. Yeah, ditto. Uh-huh. Um, so this can maybe feel maybe a bit overwhelming and kind of just like, I, I, I can't do this. And the first thing is that this isn't meant to be a burden. There's a verse in Matthew chapter 11 um, where Jesus says, that following him is not meant to be a burden. And even in verse 25, it talks about the law of liberty that, so this isn't Jesus coming and piling on a bunch more things for you to do. Um, Because we know that as Christians, Jesus has already done everything for us. And so following him is about relationship with him. It's about knowing him. 
Um, and I think that's what James is really trying to make a point here. He's saying we as Christians, well, we know as Christians, we tend to think, especially today, if I just go to church or if I just listen to a sermon or a Christian podcast or go to my church youth or whatever, then I'm growing with God and I'm good. Um, but these verses that James um, wrote are showing us that it's not enough to just hear the Bible. It's not enough to just hear sermons or be in Christian places. It's about obeying his word. That's what he means when he says we're quick to listen. He doesn't just mean we're quick to go and hear a good sermon. He means we have this hunger to know what does God say about my life? What does he want me to do? And then talking more about how we receive that. Simon, do you want to share some more about that? Yeah, so this command and um, every command, uh, in a matter of fact, uh, in Scripture for believers is meant to push us towards holiness. It's meant to push us towards God himself and a closer relationship with him. The purpose of the law, um, the commands of God uh, in Scripture, is to point out uh, that we can't do everything God tells us to do. Uh, we'll, we will never get to a place where we perfectly obey God every time. Okay, and that's not again to make us beat ourselves up and, and to make us feel that we just fall short all the time, but it's to bring humility. Okay, that's why we need to read God's word with humility because God is the only one that can do that work in our hearts and our lives that make us more like him, that can, um, the big Bible word for it is to sanctify, to make us more holy and to make us more like him. And so the reason why we read God's word is so that we can become more like him. And so we need to be, as we read God's word, we need to be praying and asking God to help us to obey him. Uh, But we need to remind ourselves also and be thankful that because of the work of the Lord Jesus, what he has done on the cross, he was perfect for us. Um, And that we need to trust uh, in him and depend on his perfect obedience and trust it and pray that the spirit will work in our lives in such a way to make us more like him. Um, and that's, yeah, that's why we need to humbly obey God's word. And as we keep going with applying this passage to our lives, let's look specifically at verses 19 through 20. So think about being quick to listen to God's word. So just have some questions for you to mull over and think about it for yourself. Um, are you regularly in taking God's word into your life? We talked about doing God's word, but you can't do it unless first you've heard it. So the hearing part is really, really important. Now, hearing God's word could look like a lot of different things. It could look like you opening the Bible and reading it for yourself. And that's really, really important. And we, our desire is for you to be doing that and creating a habit of that early in your life. Um, Another way you can hear God's word is, yeah, to listen to a Christian podcast or to go to church and listen to God's word being open to you or talk about God's word with another Christian friend. There are lots of ways you can intake God's word, but are you quick to do that? Is that something that you desire? Um, The other thing is to be slow to speak. So it's again, talking about that humility that Simon was saying, are you humbly in taking God's word into your life? This is something that we... I mean, the four of us on, on the podcast need to be really careful of. I mean, we're, we're all Bible teachers. We speak about God's word all the time. But this passage tells us that we need to be careful when we open God's word and when we speak about it. We need to look at it closely and carefully because no matter how long we've been studying it, we don't know it all. 
And we experienced this firsthand as we were preparing for this podcast. We had a whole outline written about something and we looked at it closer and we said, look, I don't think we're having this right. I think we're taking the wrong, the wrong side on this. And we kind of had to rewrite it. And so that's for us specifically as those making this podcast, we need to be slow to speak about God's word. Um, now this doesn't mean that we shouldn't stand up for the truth. It doesn't mean that we should be hesitant to talk about God's word at all. Um, but what it does mean is that we won't always get it right and that we need to come to God's word carefully and we need to come to God's word humbly um, and only to speak after we've taken the time to hear and to listen. So thinking about it for yourself is, are you somebody who's really passionate about telling other people about God's word? That's a good thing. And I want to encourage you in that. Go out and be bold to share God's word with your friends, with people you know, but also be careful. Are you saying things truthfully? Are you saying things humbly? Um, be slow to speak about God's word. And the last one is to be slow to anger. So how do you respond to God's commands? Do you respond with anger or resentment? To be honest, there are some commands in God's word that I kind of wish weren't there. <laughs> some things that I wish that I could go and do my own way instead of God's way. That's a sinful nature in all of us. But when we hear God's words and his commands, are we angry? Do we resent it? Do we ignore it because we don't like it? Or do we humbly ex accept it? Are we asking God to help us understand his ways and apply them to our lives? Or are we just angry that he's called you to live a certain way? And all of these things are things, kind of as Simon said, that we cannot change in ourselves. So if you felt convicted, if you thought, oh, I'm doing that wrong, this is a place where you can run to Jesus and ask him to help you. Yes, because uh, remember, as we're looking at these verses in James, James is talking to believers. James is talking to people who are already Christians. So I guess the first application before you could even do any of these things and ask God to work on any of these things in your own heart is that if you haven't trusted the Lord Jesus, then the first part of God's word that you need to take in, that you need to act on, is to believe on Jesus only for salvation. Verse 21 says that God's word is able to save your soul. Meaning in God's word, the Bible, we read the truth that sets us free, the truth that is able to save us from the punishment we deserve of being separated from God forever. And only after you received that salvation, meaning you've believed it, you've trusted what God says um, as true, then only then will you be empowered to do these commands, to, to have a hunger for God's word, to want to hear what he has to say about your life and and that. And if you have that hunger, that's good evidence that God has saved you, that, that you are his and that he is working in your life, even if you see mistakes and things that you need to work on. Um, that's an encouragement. And if you have received Christ, then remember that again, just as Lydia and Simon and we've said throughout this episode, it's only by God's power. It's only by the Holy Spirit that's in you that you're going to be able to walk in obedience to God and his word. None of this is possible on your own. So we hope this um, passage has been as much of an encouragement and challenge to you as it has been to us. And again, we really want to hear your thoughts and what God um, is doing in your heart as you read these words from his, from his word. 
Um, so we're going to go ahead though and finish up this episode with maybe a wee bit of a lighter note. It is actually very much a lighter note. It has nothing to do with the passage of James, but we thought we should bring in a rapid fire here because we we need some rapid fire to to kind of spice up things in our life here. So our our rapid fire question for this week is if you had to be stuck inside, you can thank Lydia for this contribution. And so, You're so if you had to be stuck inside any kind of food and eat your way out, what kind of food would you choose and why? That's also an important question. Simon. The why is very important. It is. Why is almost most of the question. This is true. Okay, so mine's would be a caramel blonde. Now, probably lots of people don't know what a caramel blonde is. So just think of a um, of a brownie, okay? It's basically a brownie without the chocolate. So it's a, it's a blonde brownie. <laughs> Why would you brownie. want to take the chocolate <laughs> out of a brownie? That's the best part of it. Because... You no, know, it does sound strange. No, but then you replace the chocolate with caramels. Um, so you can do that, you know. Why don't you do caramel and chocolate? No, 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 no. These, why not both? This thing is I like... I agree, Lydia. A caramel brownie. No, mm-hmm. it is literally the greatest form of brownie, <laughs> if you like, even though it's not a brownie, it's a blonde. Pastry. <laughs> yeah, is that a pastry? Thank you, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. And I would happily eat my way out of the world's largest blondie. So so why so why would you do this? Just it's, because it's so fantastic? Because it's just wonderful deliciousness. <laughs> So it'd be a delightful experience yes. for you. Yes, Simon would yeah. just love to die by Caramel Blondie. Oh, okay. can I put That's... one caveat? One caveat would be it would have to, they would still have to be warm. Like, see when they first come out and it's kind of like, like, uh, like melted and... Uh, it's gooey. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I feel like you'd get stuck in that, but we're going to have to move on from this Caramel Blondie. <laughs> and we're going to go to Daryl via Lydia. <laughs> yeah, so I've asked him this question before um, and I know his answer and if if i'm wrong here daryl you can you can fight me on social media about this but i'm pretty sure he would say that he would choose a shawarma now if you don't know what a shawarma is i would say it's about a middle eastern burrito kind of a thing so it has this so good yeah like a a a pita-ish type wrap that's grilled um and maybe slightly toasty on the outside and on the inside is full of all kinds of deliciousness i've not eaten one but Daryl goes on about them for days. So I feel like that choice. one actually wouldn't be too hard because you know if that's you just the thing. exerted enough pressure, you could make the pita fall apart. Yeah, and then exactly, just and then be just happy be eating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So very good. Uh-huh. Did did you have one, Lydia, that you would? Eat I, I do. Mine is more out of strategy than out of food that I actually love to eat. Um, so if I had to be stuck inside of any type of food, I think I would choose candy floss. Or if I was an American in in America, I would say cotton candy, because you would just like open your mouth and stick out your tongue and walk on it, <laughs> and it would all just like it melt, melt in you. front of you, and it would just you would just it'd just be really easy to get out. Plus, you could breathe. Um, could which I think is an important. Because you'd be inhaling sugar. <laughs> <laughs> you would melt it. Before Isn't it, it gets really to your good lungs? that this does not purport anything to reality? It's just a dumb question. <laughs> I 
think it's a good question, Simon. You call him a question dumb. I think it's a good question too. I've enjoyed this conversation. Okay, Hannah, what about yours? <laughs> okay, I think mine still goes along the lines of Lydia's as well, even though I do love to eat these, to be fair. But I think I would go for a strawberry. And the reason, because I was thinking about this and I was like, ice cream, I was like, oh, no, you'd like be suffocated. You'd have a brain freeze. You'd have a permanent <laughs> brain so freeze. Permanent <laughs> brain freeze. Because I love ice cream, but I was like, no, that's a terrible answer. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, strawberries, they have this like kind of like hollow bit. If you ever like cut yeah. a strawberry in half, they have like a wee space in the middle. And so I was like, you would not like you'd already have some space there so you wouldn't be claustrophobic and i think the claustrophobicness of being stuck in food is what this would, is true would make the thing for me i definitely yeah. think you have chosen the more practical things i think <laughs> i think me and daryl would be there a long time eating our way out of our <laughs> chosen so you'd be foods. enjoying yourself as you do because yes. me and lydia are just get us get, get, get through yeah freedom yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to hear what your food would be of choice to get stuck in and eat your way out of. But for now, thank you for listening to the Connected Podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed that question, but most of all, we hope you really enjoyed studying um, the book of James with us today um, and that you are still thinking about these questions that we asked ourselves today um, about being quick to hear God's word, slow to speak about God's word, and slow to be angry about it. So we want you to still go and study the Bible on your own now. You can read James chapter 2 verses 1 to 13 uh, between now and our next episode of James and try using three questions we looked at today as you study. What does it say? What does it mean? What is God saying to me? Then connect with us on what you're learning and how you're using the inductive method, as we called it on our first episode of James. Um, on our social media page. We hope you really enjoyed joining us for this week's episode. Tune in next time. We'll be dropping new episodes every Monday and Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to connect with us, as we keep saying, on social media at connected.podcast. The Connected Podcast is brought to you by Child Evangelism Fellowship of Britain, though our opinions are our own and don't necessarily represent the organization or anyone else we may mention in the episode. Talk to you all later.